today we're going to get really tactical. How can you get a seat at the political table and make the change you think should happen? When we talk about democracy at Disability Democracy Radio, it isn't an abstract idea. It's a concrete strategy. You can do it if you want. It will take work. Our system isn't perfect. It isn't fair. But you can play with the big guys, the Cokes, the NRA, AARP, the Sierra Club, and you. It's time to talk about DIY dark money. Do-it-yourself political change. And it starts with Vivid. I'm your host, Stephen Davis, and welcome to Episode 7 of Disability Democracy Radio. This weekly podcast is about practical actions that you can take to make a difference in your community. The goal of Disability Democracy Radio is to accelerate the disability community revolution. Find out more at disabilitydemocracy.org. Vivid. Voters. Volunteers. Dollars. Vivid is what you need to understand public political power. Vivid allows you to understand other players in our political system. Vivid is what you need to build. Your power is your vivid score. If you've got a lot of voters, you're going to need fewer dollars and volunteers. And if you don't have many voters, it's going to take a lot of dollars. Don't have much of anything to start with? Then you know what you need to build. The biggest V, of course, is voters. Voters can get you elected, and voters can get you thrown out, or at least make your life as a public political leader more difficult, whether an election is on or not. The power of voters is not surprising in democracy, of course, but voters are tricky. And are they your voters? Suppose your community is the BMA, Bald Men of America. There are a lot of bald men, or getting really close like me. But do bald men have an issue that unites them? Do you have a list of bald men in America, or a way to reach them? If not, you don't really have voters. In the disability community, we talk about being the one in five. That one in five Americans are disabled. Many more, actually, if you count families, friends, and loved ones who are touched by disability. But does it matter? In episode two, I talked about the formidable fifth, the potential for the disability community to exercise substantial political power and achieve major change, achieve disability rights 2.0. Let's be clear, we aren't there. We have a very long way to go. We don't have a list of those voters or a reliable channel to reach them, so we can't get our message to them effectively. And even though they may be disabled, do they vote as if they are a community? Or more importantly, are they perceived to vote as a community? I don't know if it's still true today, but for a long time, the power of the American Association for Retired Persons, AARP, came from the perception that they could deliver a large voting block and that they could reach them. 
In fact, since I turned 50 a couple years ago, I get an invitation to join AARP every year, at least once. They offer me deals and discounts. They certainly get money from some of us who join, but they already have my name. They know where I live. They can reach me. Voters first, but the next part of Vivid is volunteers. Volunteers are the power in politics. Volunteers are the big engine. If you can deliver volunteers, you're going to get attention. Volunteers can implement actions and campaigns. They can call. They can raise money. They give the perception of size. They are your megaphone, your arms, your legs, the literal body politic. While we have improving technology, there is no substitute for people. You can think of it as the fourth rank in your organization. One, first, your voters. Two, second, your list. Three, third, your members. Fourth, four, your volunteers. The NRA, the National Rifle Association, has been very good at activating its members to pressure politicians. Though their membership isn't massive, the organization is very good at getting the most out of its membership by making it really easy for their members and their list to act as volunteers. Call scripts, push-button emails, pre-populated postcards, easy activation, easily turning your list and members into volunteers. And those scripts and emails are as much about the social proof of the power of your organization, as it is in the case of the NRA, as they are about anything else. But anyone can create call scripts, push-button emails, and send out pre-populated postcards. Even you. Even me. Voters. We all believe we have them. Volunteers. We've all recruited them at school or church or around town. Everyone has run a bake sale or at least knows what they need to do to make one happen. But the last part of Vivid is dollars. Dollars are powerful because they can make up for a lack of voters or volunteers. Dollars are both very flexible and very inefficient compared to voters or volunteers. A 2012 study showed that donors were four times more likely to get an appointment with their actual congressperson or their chief of staff. The rest of us, most likely we'd get handed off to a staff member. Taking care of donors makes sense, of course. It's not necessarily evil, just ordinary social reciprocity. You give something, there is an expectation to balance the scales. As this was an academic study, I suspect there weren't large donations involved. After all, the social trade here was pretty small. A couple of minutes of FaceTime for a couple of dollars. Dollars are measurable. Dollars are visible. Dollars are deliverable. As the song says, money makes the world go round. Unfortunately, it may be that we are all more afraid of asking for dollars than doing anything else, or afraid of other people's dollars, intimidated by the Koch brothers and other billionaires. 
Now, I can tell you that getting dollars may be easier than getting volunteers, but it won't matter. But while you may need money to ante up to play the political game, you may not need a lot. You can be a pretty big player in your local community. In my local school district in San Mateo and Foster City, the school board campaigns typically cost less than $20,000, and the margins of victory are pretty small, a couple hundred votes. There are around 1,100 kids with disabilities in our school district. That is likely more than 2,000 voters. Organize and vote as a block, and we could make real change happen. Raise some funds, save $5 from each household, and we're a major player in any campaign with a $10,000 annual budget. If we recruit just 10% of our community as volunteers, we're a force to be reckoned with. Our numbers are typical. This is true for disability groups everywhere. That one in five can make a difference. And, as a lot of billionaires have found out, you actually can't just buy elections. Michael Bloomberg is only the latest example in a long line of rich people who have found out that you can't buy what you want in a democracy. Almost. Because there are two factors beyond Vivid that you need to play the DIY dark money game of political change. The two factors are time and focus. Just a reminder that you can find full episode transcripts and additional resources at disabilitydemocracy.org. We welcome your comments, feedback, and suggestions. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter there, which will give you additional information and insights. Let us know how we can make Disability Democracy Radio more accessible and actionable for you. Time and focus. Focus and time. Focus first. Focus is reflected in every part of the vivid equation. Is the issue you are working on central or peripheral for the politician or public leader you are trying to influence? Is the issue you are working on central or peripheral for your voters? How about for your volunteers? Our group, not without us, ran a postcard campaign in support of a parcel tax for education. A lot of our early members are parents of kids with disabilities in our local school district. And, as all kids with disabilities in our general education students first, we thought it would be a good way to both act as a disability group and reach out and connect with our larger parent community. It was a mixed success. Now, the parcel tax passed, and we recruited several hundred direct volunteers and indirectly probably recruited close to 800 participants in the postcard campaign. We sent out 11,000 postcards, maybe more. We raised funds and awareness for our group. All good things. But at the time, we didn't really have a good understanding of how to balance the intensity of the action. We had lower participation from within the special education community than we expected, and, though it is hard to tell, is unclear 
that we did much to raise the awareness of the issues of students with disabilities in the larger public school community. Intensity, focus, your target, your voters, your volunteers, even your dollars. Finally, the last core element of DIY dark money success, time. When do you act? What do you want? Is there an election happening? Is the moment right? Will the moment last? Do you have time? Do you need time? If you are small, you can trade time for money to build your pool of voters and volunteers and dollars. Do you have the stamina to outlast your opponents, or can they outweigh you? I was reading an interview with a police union representative during the height of the defund the police movement in June 2020, which already seems to be fading now in August 2020, but we'll see how it plays out. He was surprisingly candid. To paraphrase what this police union leader said, he said that police oversight boards weren't really a problem as they started strong, but they faded pretty rapidly. Pretty quickly, it becomes hard to find volunteers and the momentum runs down. This is often the weakness of grassroots organizations and other citizen movements. Time can be your enemy or your friend. You need to recognize it. You need to organize around it. You need to be ready to play the long game, or recognize that the game will likely far outlast this action, or this crisis, or this moment. If you are interested in taking the time to learn more about organizing and making political change happen, we're putting together an ebook and course and more details about DIY Dark Money at DIYDarkMoney.com. Or, if you can't wait, you can contact me directly at Steve at NotWithoutUs.org. We want to help you organize and make real change happen for all of us. This episode of Disability Democracy Radio was sponsored by Not Without Us. Not Without Us is a 501c4 mutual benefit corporation. Our goal is equality for all disabled adults and kids with disabilities. You can learn more about our work at notwithoutus.org. Our strategy is built on democratic action. Through this podcast and our community at disabilitydemocracy.org, we provide organizing support at DIYDarkMoney.com, training candidates for local office at getelected.us, endorsing candidates, or directly working on issues. We'd like to thank Shelley McGinty and Alyssa Green McAvoy for their contributions to Not Without Us. You can support Not Without Us with an annual, monthly, or one-time donation at notwithoutus.org slash join. If you have any questions or comments on this episode, visit disabilitydemocracy.org. You can email us, leave a comment, or even a voice message. 
I'm Stephen Davis, and on behalf of Not Without Us, we think that democracy comes not from a vote every two years, but from the actions you can take every day.